Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 93 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with Justin. Justin, sir, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Better than Kevin McCarthy. Better than Kevin McCarthy, yeah. Look, so we're going to have a, a, a special episode today. It's a single topic, which is Kevin McCarthy and the shocking events of the week. Um, I'm actually traveling at the moment, so apologies if my audio isn't fantastic, but uh, I'm hoping, it's, hoping it sounds... Justin, you say I sound fine, so I, I'll take yep. your word for it also members only we're in our members only podcast in the emergency meeting we're going to be talking about trump's new legal woes uh it was <laughs> i mean this is what part five thousand, where uh, things just geez. infinitely worse for but this week was quite special in trump world this was this was special even for trump um so we're going to go into the emergency <laughs> meeting for that because <laughs> it's really 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 bad uh but look kevin mccarthy that's the headline story uh, very dramatic, very very dramatic. This happened on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Um, that was the end of Kevin McCarthy. Womp womp. Yes, I mean, so the play-by-play was that Matt Gates uh, issued a, a challenge to his speakership, and um, he there was a vote on it, and uh, he was voted out. There was a lot of debate as to whether Democrats were going to go along with, were, were going to support him or bail him out. And they didn't. Apparently, Hakeem Jeffries uh, gathered troop, the troops and basically said to them behind the scenes, said, uh, don't don't bail this guy out. Well, not for nothing. He didn't ask for their help. He didn't, or- he didn't offer them anything. He didn't go to them right. and say, hey, guys, help me out here and I will do this for you. He didn't do yeah. that at all. And it's like, oh, okay, well, then have fun. Bye. Right. So it was, it was, eight of them. it was the eight. The, so the Republicans control Congress, right? So they're in, they're in charge, but they have a very, very slim majority. Only a handful of them don't toe the line. Uh, they can't get anything done. And unfortunately, there's the Freedom Caucus, which is the sort of lunatic fringe of the, of the MAGA wing of of the GOP, right? So they're beyond MAGA almost. Um, they're more MAGA than MAGA. So uh, there were eight rebels who joined the Democrats on Tuesday and um, McCarthy was voted out by 216 to 210 votes. In fairness to the MAGA nuts, in, fair, in fairness to Matt Gates and his crew of uh, unspeakables, they do have a point, right? That Kevin McCarthy made a deal with them during the vote, uh, during his 15 voting rounds which he had to make all sorts of bonkers concessions to these people. And they held him to account. First one to ever be removed, and he's the shortest one not counting the guy who died in office, which, you know, you can't count the guy died. So, yeah. but yeah, he's the first one to ever be removed. Well, he lasted longer than Liz Truss, who who was the Prime Minister of England for, I think, 47 days. I think a cabbage, <laughs> her and a cabbage, and the cabbage lasted longer than Liz Truss. That's true. Um, so he's not quite Liz Truss level, levels of failure, but it's not, you know, not far off. This is a pretty humiliating and embarrassing way to go out. This yeah, is not, it, good. It's not good for one's career. 
Yeah, and and as as for the whole, you know, should Democrats have saved him? Um, and you're right, right. As far as as far as Matt Gates has a point in anything besides you know his giant forehead, um, he can't be trusted, right? He lied no. to them. He lied to the Democrats. He lies to everybody. Which you know, people are like, well, that's just politicians. And it's like, no, 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 not like this, right? Mm. When you're in Congress and you make deals, there's a certain level of expectation that you're going to honor those deals, because otherwise, nothing functions, right? right. It's all about you know, I help you, you help me, we get these things done, we move the country forward in whatever direction. We both want it to move in however we want it to do. And he just lies about – he lies to everybody. Like he made a deal back in the summer about, you know, to, to avert the um, the debt ceiling. You know, the Democrats gave him concessions in order to get that done, and he gave concessions in return. And now he he pulled out of, the, of that deal. It's like, yeah, well, I got what I wanted. Now I'm going to do – not the things that I agreed to. Oh, well. And then when he finally caved at the last second um, to avert the shutdown, you know, a week ago or a week and a half ago. Or, no, it's only a week ago. My God, it feels like forever ago now. And <laughs> the first thing he did was go on TV and said, well, this is all Democrats fault. They, they're, the, they're the villain here and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yo, they just bailed you out. You right. went to them hat in hand saying, yo, you got to help me. And the Democrats said, okay, fine, we'll do this thing, and we'll even give you the freaking Ukraine funding that you guys are whining so goddamn much about. You can have that thing if you do, if you just sign the CR. And he went and just stabbed them in the back over it. He couldn't just say, yeah, we work together. We're going to do what we got to do. We're going to get to be. No, he was just like, oh, Democrats. It's just like, this, why would we trust this guy again? Right. You, if you're the Democrats, why would you trust him? You'd be like, mm. no, screw this guy. He made, his, he that, made his own that, bed. Yeah, that, that appeared to be the consensus amongst Democrats, amongst congressional Democrats, that they just thought, you know what, this guy can't be trusted. We can't make deals with him. He's constantly, um, you, you know, trying to play both sides. Uh, and unsuccessfully so. He's just not that. I just don't think he's particularly skilled as a politician. Because, and also, I, I, in fairness, he does have to placate. His party is insane. Um, uh, so you have to, when you pl try to placate crazy people and vote and Republican voters who are crazy, uh, you, you can't really be seen. It's, it's, it's a very sad state of affairs where you cannot be seen to be talking to Democrats or, or um, working on kind of bipartisan solutions. You always have to, that's why he did that. That's why he slapped the, you know, that's why he um, turned around and spat in their faces because he has to, right? You have to, you have to hate liberals. You have to hate on Democrats and, to, and speak about them as if they're the worst, you know, scum of the earth. Otherwise, you don't get any street cred. Um, right, and that's the thing that makes it so stupid. Like the mm. next speaker could go to Democrats and say, "Listen, I don't want to deal with these MAGA asshats. I don't want to be bothered with them. Mm. I'm going to, we're going to work out bills." You're not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. But that means we're going to get some of both of them. We're all going to get some of what we want, right? And we're going to pass these bills. These asshats are going to challenge my leadership. You support me, and we will pass these bills. That, you know, it's going to have some of what you want. It's going to have some of what we want. 
and we get it done. Ta-da! That's how we do bills in this country. That's how we've always done this. You know, you control the mm. Senate. We control the House. We all have to get something we want. And right. that's the way it is. You know, it's like we generally don't tend to punish Democrats for that because unless we control everything, we understand we have to give something something up to the Republicans in order to get some of the stuff we want. Only Republicans don't understand that, which is why they never get anything they want unless it's just burning everything to the ground, which is not a really helpful way to run things. Right. Look, I'm going to play a clip. I need to react to it. This is our good friend, good friend of the podcast, Matt Gates. Yeah. Uh, on on just before, but this is about his motion to to remove Kevin McCarthy. Okay, we're going to listen to this. All I would add is that uh, clearly somebody's been lied to because we heard the president come out and say there was a deal with the speaker on Ukraine, and the speaker just stood up in front of all of us and said that there's no deal on Ukraine. Uh, the House Democrats say there's a deal on Ukraine. So uh, we're going to have to sort that out. We're going to have to sort out who's lying because somebody's lying about whether or not as in this CR negotiation, there was a secret side deal on Ukraine funding. Uh, we'll see. Right. This just kind of shows you the um, the displeasure with McCarthy, uh, where I think, OK, let's don't hate me for this, Justin, but I'm beginning to kind of like Matt Gates. <laughs> right is this and and I like him in in the sense that he's he's kind of an honest asshole if that if that makes sense right no I get what you're saying do, do, do you see what I mean in that um the guy is an utter scumbag right but he's kind of like a he's not a corrupt utter scumbag if that makes sense um, that he's I don't a know tr- if I'd go that far. But... Well, he's a true believer in the he's a true believer in the MAGA cause. I believe he does believe this stuff. Um, but he, like Kevin McCarthy, is a, he's a liar, right? And Matt Gates is like, no, you you're you're a liar. You're lying about stuff. So y- your position as speaker is untenable because you're just lying about everything. Um, and he's right. Like he really is. It's you know not an honest broker McCarthy. And I think that was really what his downfall was. You can't, as you're saying, you need to make allies. And if you piss everybody off and you lie to everybody, then that's what's going to happen. I mean, so it is, it's very much a, um, you know, it's his downfall is, is of his own making. There's nobody else responsible for this other than Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, he he crafted his own demise very incredibly well. He did almost everything you'd have to do to destroy your own his own career, almost perfectly. Um, but yeah, so no. Anyway, I'm I'm growing to have a bit of a, 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 a I say like Matt Gates is a bit strong, um, <clears throat> but but I do think grudging, that he, grudging respect. Yes, there's a certain yes, exactly. There's a certain level of respect I have for him. Uh, in that, I I think he's a true believer. You know, it's like he does stuff. He like he co-sponsors bills with AOC. Um, they have a quite a good working relationship. W- weirdly, right? Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very strange. But I, and I believe that's because you know they there are some areas on which they they agree on. You know, I saw something about you know funding um 
what's it research into psychedelic use as therapy for soldiers with PTSD. And Matt Gates is all over it. Matt Gates and AOC were just kind of sponsored the same bill. Like, okay, all right, you're a weird, strange, kooky dude, but you, you know, this he's not one dimensional, Matt Gates. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, <laughs> well. We'll see what he does with the new speaker because the, they're going to have to deal with the same thing. Oh, which... yeah. But he wants Jim Jordan, right? Matt Gates is nominating Jim Jordan. And Jim Jordan, as we know, is an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> Jim Jordan is, is... Would you say he's insane or was he just... No, he's, he's just an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's he a real is... scumbag. This is the guy... This is uh, Jim Jordan is the guy who looked away while a pedophile was raping kids and he covered for them. Yeah. So, you know, that's Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan has no moral compass whatsoever. So, you know, I'm sure Matt Gates would be delighted to have Jim Jordan in there because he'll be, you know, right, right on the ramparts going, yes, we're going to cut Medicare and we're going to cut Medicaid and take away school lunches for kids who can't afford it because, you know, cruelty is just, he's all about that. And that's yeah. what they want, which means they're going to put those bills out and nothing's going to happen. And oh, God, this shutdown is going to be unbelievable when it's going to right. be a week before Thanksgiving and it's going to go all the way through the holidays. So, yeah. So this is what does the future look like now? In Congress? This is quite a scary territory, in fact, because there's a lot of stuff that Congress has to do. And right? ain't none of it got to get done, except for the and fact they're going to keep impeaching Biden. Yeah, I mean, that's going to keep going, right? Yeah, no, they already said they're not going to stop. They're going to replace um, James Comer because he's terrible at this. So they're talking about a reboot. So they're going to keep doing that, but they're not. Jim Jordan would love all that. Jim Jordan would. But can Jim Jordan get the votes? To what? Impeach him? No, no, to to become speaker. This is what I'm. I'm I think he can because he's not part of the House Freedom Caucus. Everybody knows him. He's he's famous ish, and he. I don't know that he has like a bad reputation, the way Matt Gates does. Like I've never heard people. I've never read anything about like. Oh my God, everyone hates Jim Jordan. I've never read anything like that, right? Mm. So he might be just another good compromise, and and Donald Trump's definitely going to back him. Right, he's been kissing Donald Trump's ass for years. There's a lot of talk of nominating Trump for speaker. Do you hear this one? Uh, yeah, but he can't. Anyway, they would have to like re- they would have to rewrite their own rules. He's under yeah. indictment for yeah. what? He, and it, it, the, the specific rule is: um, if you're under indictment for something that puts you away for more than two years, you cannot be speaker. I'm not for president. But... Yeah, right. You can be president, right. but you can't be speaker of the house. This is this is slightly strange. This is slightly bizarre that we have like it seems to be very little. Other than you haven't you, you being born in America, uh, you there's not much that will stop you from running from running for president. You can be a convicted think, criminal. You yeah, can run 35, 35 and born in America. Yeah, and you can and you can be in jail when you do when you run for president too. Yeah, there's, Steve there's no Steve Bannon's making a lot of noise about um. Trump becoming Speaker of the House because, oh, if he's Speaker of the House and something were to happen to both President and Vice President, Trump would be back in the White House. It's like, really, dude? My uh-huh. God. The, the, they're just, they're, the fucking, the domestic terrorist angle from these people is just so over the top. They just right. can't stop. 
right 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 um so the media right how did the media respond to this uh it it's been mixed i've actually been somewhat encouraged like Mm. a lot of the media has been very very clear this is the republicans this is Mm. republican chaos this is republican dysfunction republicans are just completely incapable of governing and they're just they're just screwing it up Mm. right um there is however this small contingent of voices that are just like well you know democrats should have done this for the good of the country democrats should have saved them for the good of the mccarthy for the good of the country uh to which my response is how does that help the country this is a guy who uh, you know he he made a deal and went back on it he launched an impeachment of joe biden based on lies they almost yeah. shut down the government and blamed it on Democrats when they bailed him out. And he just spent the last two years running interference for Trump and his and all the other Republicans who were involved in the insurrection. So how does Democrats saving this guy help the country and how does it help Democrats? Yeah. Right. Because the next person might be worse. Uh, okay. So how does that help though? You know, it's like it's like, oh, the devil we know. It's like, oh, okay, but then it's the Democrats' problem. Right? Then they're responsible for him. Right. And there is this double standard, right, where you know, we talk about this a lot, that the media never ever holds Republicans responsible for anything, but but Democrats. Because I think it's almost now implicit, really, isn't it? Like um that they don't get a free pass that Democrats are held to a different standard because they're sane. Right. They always have to be the adult in the room. Yeah. And, and Republicans yeah. get to be the toddlers with matches setting everything on fire. Yeah. And, and, and that's now just sort of, it seems to me like part of the cause now that that's kind of what happens. That, that there are no standards. The Republican party, there's no standards. The media will not hold them to any standards whatsoever. Right. Which wouldn't be so bad if the press didn't turn around and then yell at Democrats for not cleaning up the mess that the Republicans made quickly enough. Yeah. If they yes. acknowledge that, okay, yes, Republicans destroyed everything. And we understand you guys have a huge task of cleaning it up. We get it. They, but they don't mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, okay. What does this mean really for the next, like how long do we have to the shutdown? 45 days right november they, 17th yeah so we've got that we the likelihood of them being able to avert another one is probably quite limited uh yeah like i like i wrote in notes we're in avengers endgame one in 14 million chance territory here it's like it's just wow. there's almost no chance that it's not going to happen okay also n- another question do you think this has any impact on 2024 uh well, that depends. If they go into the shutdown, and if they go into the shutdown, if they if they're actually trying to pass the bills, right? And it's just Democrats and Republicans going back and forth, and mm. it's like an actual, real, you know, conversation. Not, you know, cut Medicare by half, and Democrats going, yeah, we're not going to do that. If it's like an actual negotiation Mm. then you know 
maybe they'll agree to like another CR and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that probably wouldn't be the worst thing. Hmm. But if Republicans are going to go, you know, all in on, we want to murder the government because, you know, whatever, we hate government and we want poor people to suffer. You know, everyone should die because they're not rich. Then they're going to shut everything down and they're going to sit there but, you know, remember that picture of Donald Trump and he had his arms crossed and he looked like a petulant toddler? If they mm. do that, that's going to be a really, really long shutdown. Because what they're going to yeah. be trying to do is they're going to be trying to make so cause so much pain that Democrats are going to cave. Like, it'll be they'll be literally going for the hostage negotiation here. It's like, we're yeah, going to and, the hostage. Right. And the thing is, is that the this the cool, the extremist caucus. The, the you know these Matt Gates crew. Um, if Jim Jordan, what's Jim Jordan going to agree to? You know what I mean. He has to secure their votes too. He has to get these guys to vote for them. So what's he going to agree to when he gets in? Yeah, right. So, in, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think that we, it's just that we're going to be facing the same problems over and over and over again until twenty twenty four, when there's a chance to vote this Congress out. Right. So what ends up happening is if this goes on for as long as I think it will, and mm. I think it's going to go on for a very, very, like, I think it's going to go right into the new year. I think we're going to blow right through Christmas and into the new year before they finally, like, you know, before they, before there's enough public outrage, because at that point, everyone's going to know it's going to be the Republicans that are just mm. refusing to do any kind of CR. They're not refusing. They're just going to be refusing everything. And at that point, enough people are going to be like, oh, my God, what are you doing? You have to stop that. Mm. They're just going to give the Senate Democrats, you know, carte blanche. Just give us your bills. We're going to sign them and get this over with. And that is going between people being super, super pissed off at House Republicans and then their own voters being super pissed off that, you know, they didn't continue trying to murder the country because, you know, that's what they want. They think. Um, I think it is going to hurt them severely in 2024 because every shutdown hurts them. It's always Republicans always pay the price for a shutdown. And this one's going to be the worst. Right. And and I think that there are some people like there are a lot of Republicans who are angry with Matt Gates and these rebels uh, for voting in McCarthy out because they they understand this. They understand that by refusing to get things done and not funding the government, it makes the party look terrible. So, you know, you, they're cutting off their nose to spite their face. It it really does damage the party in the long run. So Matt Gates is, um, he isn't exactly popular in the Republican Party. Not that he cares. He wants his slot on uh, Tucker Carlson. You know, he wants, that, that's what he wants. He wants the seal of approval from uh, from Tucker and uh, street cred with the, with the nut jobs. Right. It's so, always about what they want. It's always their personal and, uh, you know, for their own personal gain. And it, they don't yeah. care about the party. They never care about the party. Right, 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 right. I mean, look, this is also extremely dangerous, not just domestically, but for Ukraine as well, because they keep hold, they keep trying to defund the war effort. Because um, they're fucking, they're fucking Russian assets as well. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> no big yeah, deal there. So, right. I mean... But I think it is extremely dangerous. We're in a critical time now for Ukraine to make some real headway in the war. And this is when the GOP decides to fuck around with the funding. 
The only thing know? that the only thing that keeps me from like completely like oh my fucking god they're just gonna get these people killed is that Europe is putting in a huge amount of money now. Like at the beginning, it was a lot of it was us, but now Europe is like, uh, no, we have to keep, we have to make sure Russia does not prevail. So they're yeah. they're putting in a ton of their own. The, yes, yeah, yeah, and that's a that is a good thing. But the U.S. is still by far and away the most important ally that Ukraine has. Oh, definitely, uh, particularly from an intelligence point of view as well. Like they're, they're sharing intelligence resources, and the help has been extraordinarily. You know, it's been amazing from the U.S. Uh, and they're also the military technology because America is just you, you know America has the most advanced military technology on the planet. And even their sort of out of date machinery is way better than what the Russians have. Well, the Russians are using literal World War II equipment at this point. That's how that's how bad they're doing. That's how much they've lost. They're rolling but yeah, but the Russians, World War II tanks out. Right, but the Russians have a, a, an advantage in that they've actually conquered a lot of quite a bit of territory, and all they really are trying to do now is hold that territory and wait until the political tides turn in you know in the West uh, and wait till you know the appetite for funding it goes down and um yeah then they can hold on to what they've got that's that that's their strategy and so ukraine has a sort of doesn't have a very long window to kick them out uh there's a there's a finite amount of time it has to make real headway and boot the russians out of their territory uh because otherwise western support will probably just dry up well, that's why they keep trying to call the. That's why the the right and the alt left, especially the alt left, that's why they keep trying to call this a forever war, mm. which it's not. It's not at all. Russia can't hold out for more than another year like this. If this, they can't. They can't hold up this. It's unsustainable for them. Right. But right. that's why. That's why the Republicans and the alt left keep screaming it's a forever war because they want to give the impression that this is going to go on for another five, ten, fifteen years. And it's not. It's only yeah. going to be another year, maybe a year and a half. And then Russia is going, their military is on like the brink of collapse right now. They're desperate to get funding cut off, which is why they're leaning so hard on Republicans and the alt left to help. It's right. insane. It's disgusting that they're, it's disgusting that people here are doing that at the behest of the Kremlin, knowing right. what's going to happen to Ukraine. Right, right. So look, this is a fairly bad situation for it's not terminal but it's not good i think um the domestic strife in america has ramifications around the world and ukraine obviously that you know this is it's a very important geopolitical um, conflict or geopolitical event that needs to have like it really i do think the kind of future of the of the western <laughs> you know the western world depends on what happens there um, and it is quite annoying that Republicans have hijacked that because they can't get the right because they're a shambolic load of monkeys flinging shit against the wall. Um, but look, let's before we move on quickly. You have a mere culpa. You have a, a, a you have a, a correction to make, Justin. Yes, um, I I goofed last week um, with our with our ray of sunshine um, concerning California and the um, striking workers. Um, I had said that California had passed a law giving unemployment benefits to striking workers. Um, New Jersey and New York have laws like that. Um, and I had thought that California had passed one. Uh, they did it. They passed it in the Senate, the, you know, the state house and the, the state Senate. Um, but Governor Newsom um, had to veto the law, uh, which he did not particularly want to do, but he had to because 
after COVID, California's unemployment fund is $20 billion in the red, which, you know, I guess that makes sense. It was COVID. A lot of people are out of uh, work and their employment fund would have been deeply drained as a result. And he said that he couldn't justify adding uh, a whole bunch more people, you know, just draining more from that fund when it's already $20 billion in the red. Um, the good, the only good thing about that is California is still running um, a, a budget surplus. So hopefully it won't take them too long to replenish that. And then they could take another run at that particular law because they clearly want that law in place, um, but they couldn't do it this time. So I was mistaken and I completely goofed that up. I could have sworn I had read that it was passed, but it was not. So I am sorry. Well, I would just like to point out that here on the banter, we do issue corrections. Uh, we make mistakes, and it is policy that we correct those mistakes and are open and transparent about it. I think that's very hopefully why our readers and our listeners um, uh, respect us and trust us is because if we do something like that, um, we'll, we will own up to it. So uh, I think, yes, Justin did the right thing. And yeah, we try to make mistakes, but there, there you go. Um, so look, let's move on now to we're going to go ahead into the emergency meeting podcast. Uh, it's a slightly shorter podcast today. I'm sorry about that. But we are heading into the emergency meeting podcast where we are going to be talking about Trump's. I mean, to call this an error is I don't even know. <laughs> what would you, I don't even know. I, can't, I don't know what to call this, but you can't make up how bad this guy's strategy is for whatever his legal defense is. Um, there has been a, one mistake after the other, but this week has been particularly awful for Trump for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is like a catastrophic mistake. So we're going to be talking about that in the emergency meeting. Please come and join us there. Uh, you can listen to that. Um, just get yourself a banter membership. You can get 50% off. You get access to everything we do. Banter membership is super, super important if you are a fan of the banter, just because it enables us to keep going. Uh, we rely completely on your generous support to, to stay alive. Um, so, yep, get your 50% off. Come there. You'll get all your premium articles, the emergency meeting podcast and member chats. Um, and you'll also be a very good a very good person on par with, with uh, uh, the Pope, uh, saints throughout history, Nelson Mandela. You can I'm, – I'm exaggerating. But anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Adios.